and welcome to the Styles Classroom podcast after a very, very fun evening of wrestling. I'm one of your hosts as always, Alan. Joined with me is Merge, my good buddy and co-host. Merge, how are you doing? I mean, I, I can't believe we were, we were, we were, you know, their witness. Uh, just, you know, one of the biggest returns in the history of wrestling, honestly. Our truth is back, when, guys. Oh my God, our truth. That when he came out behind that couch on that ruffle spot, I might have popped the hardest I've ever popped in my life. Uh, oh wait, but there's there's also um there's also another return. Randy Orton. Randy Orton, great. He looks incredible. He is he looks jacked, jacked to the fucking gills. He one of the best RKO's I've ever seen. Yes. Uh, Not the best because that that's still reserved for oh, his Seth. RKO and Seth. Yeah, nothing will ever touch that. It's like that. Seth is up there. There's the one with Carlito, which is great. There's one with Evan Bourne, yes. which is really good. Oh my god, out of the shooting star press, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The one with Chad Gable when he had the moonsault, that one's really good as well. But that, that one's probably yeah. in that, that same level. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, pop, pop hard for that one. But Oh, wait, wait. I think we're missing another one. Um, was it the new day in the Slim Jim car? Mm, I don't know if I'd say that, that would be a return. Um, pretty deadly. <laughs> It was in that Ruffles com- commercial. Yeah, and they looked great. They're great. Um, who, who else could it be? Is, is it, is it Kyrie Sane's first match back? That on a pay per view might be that she had a really great pop up insane elbow, which I thought was really cool. Yes. Um, and her skipping down to the ring was very fun as well. Oh, She's, oh, I know, I know what it is. Who is it? It's trash can. It's trash can. Eo being back. There it is. The NXT callback that we've we've all been waiting for with uh EO with the trash can. Uh, oh wait. Wait, wait. Rhea came out to try to cash in for uh, for Priest. Yeah, the money in the bank briefcase is back. Oh, and um something happened at the end. I don't know. I, I turned it off when the uh when the when the logo came up. So when the water did, I, did I miss something? Up. Did I miss something? Yeah, there seems to be some type of static. Noise come out from the arena. I just thought it was no, the end of the show. And I think that was just my TV. So like I kind of hit it a couple times. Um. <laughs> and, and and for those of us who who have not watched Survivor Series yet, stop listening right now. Um, for those of us who have watched Survivor Series, we are of course talking about the return of the one, the only. And I can't believe I'm saying this. Like I really cannot believe that I am saying this. Stephanie McMahon. Steph <laughs> <laughs> was there. So Merge is not even lying. Steph was back under a WWE roof. But Phil Brooks, Pepsi Phil, the the devil of AEW. Yeah, um, the devil. <laughs> is there anything what's, else? What's that thing he said in our way? It's the greatest pick the, the devil ever pulled was... Convince you that he didn't exist. That's what happened for us last night. <laughs> and, and Merge was the one who convinced me that he didn't exist. Well, he made my viewing experience better for it. But, like, my God. I don't think. And let's, let's, let's break it down. So we get the. We touch on the, let's touch on the men's war game, Max, because I want to talk about that first, because I feel like it just crescendoes nicely into Um 
obviously we've had the teasers the entire night of Randy not being there and mm-hmm. them going to Cody. What's going on? And Jay and Sammy having a really nice moment back in the back going, it doesn't really matter if Randy's yeah. there or not. We need to have each other's backs and we do. And that's the most important thing. And then after that, you have the whole spot of them in the locker room. And Jay's essentially not blaming Randy for it. He's going, this is all my fault. I'm the one who put him out. It's on me, guys. I'm so sorry. Which, Which is a is nice little story for, for Jay. Yeah. I really love that. I do too. It's great. And then, then, then we get to it, and it's a five-on-four match. And we're going to talk about the Women's World Games match towards the end of the podcast. Not because it wasn't great. It was absolutely was, but we're going in reverse order for... Just, just for the listeners at home, and um, just so we can talk about uh, talk about the, the biggest events of the evening from last night, and yeah. um, with with the five and four, I thought the heel, the Judgment Day, the, the group was. I mean, they're always great. Like, let's be real. Yes. The Judgment Day might be like the greatest thing in wrestling right now. Um, because Roman's don't, not really on. Don't let, uh, don't let I, the IWC hear that because they hate the Judgment Day. <laughs> I don't get it. I, I I don't I don't get that. The Judgment Day are great. Uh-huh. Damian Priest really really good. Tim Balor awesome. JD McDonough is like one of the most underrated parts of wrestling. Like, yes. Dom still gets the most heat. Like to the point where, and obviously we're talking about the men's war games match. To the point where. The crowd only didn't count at count down for one entrant into both matches. And yep. that was who? Dominic Dom, Mysterio. Dom. They were booing the shit out of him. They were chanting Dom, you suck with like a minute left on the clock for him to come yeah. out. <laughs> it, it was perfect. Like and then you you have a look at the um the faces and it's, it's like it the most great. insane group of talent to get. Like, like legitimately, might be the, alongside LA Knight, the five biggest faces the WWE has. Now, listening to Stephen Larson today, and shout out to Stephen Larson because they do. On the whole, I think they're probably the best wrestling podcast. They're out there. certainly the, the the podcast that tells it how how it is most. Yeah, I would say. They, they might have some things that we disagree on, but that's. That's just opinion-based. That's personal preference stuff, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, but on the whole, I think they're really, really, really good. So, I, I, you know, shout out to Stephen Larson. Um, but like they put it best, where they're like, it's not just the fact that they have the five biggest faces in WWE, but all five of those guys, and obviously Orton's part of that. But like, let's say it's just the four guys who were at the start of the match. All four of those guys and LA Knight are utilized so well by the WWE right now that they mm-hmm. all feel like extremely huge deals. Yes. When was the last time you had fi- not just five faces, but five superstars in the WWE feel like a big deal? Yeah, I mean, like, I'm just trying to think, like, like the I can think of maybe like a WrestleMania 37 when it was like that, that men's triple threat and then like Bianca and Sasha, but even then it's like Bianca and Sasha weren't having a great feud no. leading up to it. It's like it's probably since like the ruthless aggression era, honestly. Probably, yeah. They're like at like legitimately like they get the biggest pops on it. Like there's people who have been popular and people like, 
but getting like the biggest pops every time their music hits. Type yeah. of deal. And that's what WWE really has right now. And we talk about the war games match as well, and we'll obviously touch on like our favorite parts of like kind of just breaking down beat for beat. Um, the spots in there were great. Like, I love the whole Cody cowbell. That's like my favorite part because like when we talk about paying homage to Dusty, and you can mm. tell how much it meant to him just in general. By the way, like just him being in that match, especially in the post-match press. I don't know if you watched the press conference yet. Um, the press conference was awesome seeing Cody. It's like break down why why not just because of Dusty, but also because of Randy being in there with him. Yeah. Why that match yeah. meant so much to him. And if you haven't watched it, instead of me butchering what Cody said, I highly recommend you find not find it because it's easier to find. But go onto the WWE channel and watch the press conference. I, I did I did see the part with Cody when he was um he had his glasses on and he was reading yeah. off numbers. I thought that was funny. He, he said he was uh, going back to being an EVP. Or... <laughs> yeah, Cody's hilarious, man. Cody I needed, I needed Jay out there. I'm sorry. All right, I needed, I needed Jay and Randy, and they all were on the same stuff that they they were on last time. I think that would have been oh the greatest God. press conference of all time. Honestly, they get Sammy had, in there. They would have <laughs> had their libations, and Sammy would have just been stone cold sober. Right. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. And Sammy's just a straight man in all of it. <laughs> and Sammy's just looking at me like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Oh, and Seth wouldn't God. be there for reasons we'll, we'll talk about uh, in a minute. <laughs> oh, yes. But, like, I love the Cody Cowbell stuff. Uh-huh. And obviously we're going to talk about the... Um, the oh, Sorry, I just got distracted by uh, the Houston Texans kicker doinking it off the bottom part of the field goal. Jeez. 58 yards as well. That's just unlucky. But yeah, it's NFL Sunday, guys. We, we, we're we recording in spite of the NFL being played right now. So that, that shows you just how excited we were about uh, about Survivor Series. Um, and with the Randy return, like, I, and you can attest to this, I think it was perfect, man. Like, in hindsight, yeah, knowing what we know play. now, <laughs> like, we were complaining about it. And I thought, you know, we should have recorded while we were watching the reactions, so we yeah, could it, have, like, it's why at least the main event, at least yeah. the main event. It, it, we should have done it, but you know, hindsight twenty twenty. But like, Randy's return was perfect, right? Like, I, I don't think it could have got better. Yes, yes, especially knowing what followed the main event. It was, it's the per, the, it's the best thing they, like, knowing all the information, you obviously book it like that, you know? Yeah, I agree. And it's one of those things where even the Seth stuff, like his psychology, the way he was working, Sammy's work, Jay, the, the the little part that he had with Randy where Randy like squared up to him but like he was about to hit him. And then Jay yeah. hit was Priest. it Priest? Yeah. yeah, it was Priest, wasn't it? <laughs> where he hit Priest with a super kick to save Randy. And Randy sort of in two minds there to be like, Well, you just saved me, so obviously like we don't have like as big beef as I thought we did. Um, so I thought just in general, probably one of the better war games matches. I mean, I don't think anything's going to top what happened last year. Yeah. In my was, opinion, when it comes it to war. It was just a perfect emotional beat for a, yeah. for arguably the greatest story of all time. Not Again, not arguably. What I believe to be the greatest story of all time, even if it's dragging yeah. at the end right now, 
if as long as Cody wins at Mania forty, there's nothing out that can really taint it, in my opinion. No, I agree. And I thought this was one of the better war games matches of all time. Like even when you're going back to the WCW days, um, just really, really awesome work from both sides, and the right team won. And that's let's talk like JD McDonough is a pro's pro. The way he took that super. He's the new golf for them, man. Yeah. Agree. In terms of just strictly strictly bumps and and stuff like that, he is their new golf. He like to fly off the top of a cage into an RKO and be like, all right, cool, yeah, I'm doing that. Like a testament to him. Um Randy the one thing I I think the only thing that they could have done to make it a little better is if JD attempted a moonsault from the top, and that that's when Randy ca- caught it out of nowhere, I think that's yeah. the only way you could have made that that spot better if, if it wasn't like a setup RKO like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but still, one of the craziest, just like like we were saying, one of the craziest RKOs we've we've ever seen. Top I, ten, at least. Yeah, I agree completely. Agree. I think this was great, and um, I'm glad the faces won mainly because. At least Cody and Sammy need to be done with the Judgment Day for now. Yes. Well, I, I don't see Cody face. will be again. tied to the Judgment Day just because of, of Priest with, with the Money in the Bank briefcase. I think Jay is ultimately still going to be tied with them because his. I think Randy is going gonna, is gonna to be feuding with the Judgment Day next. And Drew still has stuff with Jay. Hopefully everything's all right with Drew. Um, I doubt we see him Monday, if I, if I had to make a guess. Um, I agree to kind of sell it if it if it is a, a work. Um but at least Cody and Sammy, they need to be done with the judgment day. They have been personally feuding with the judgment day since May. Like something like yeah. that. Even when Cody was feuding with Brock, he was still feuding with the Judgment Day as well. Because he in the lulls between when Brock was off TV, he had to face someone and that someone was Dominic Mysterio. Yeah. So have Sammy go off to maybe you you do uh you could do a Gunther feud potentially next just something else yep. have have him feud with someone else Cody have him focus on what's coming up with you know with Rumble and Chamber and stuff have him be that that guy that Shinsuke was calling out yeah you can do Nakamura and have that be a, a match have, there have that be like a two month thing on Raw yeah it's a it's a good way to put Nakamura over give Cody a different match. Um, cause I don't think it's punk no. at this point for Nakamura because of the whole Seth stuff. Um, and let, let, yeah, let's just transition into that. So classic triple H. Oh my God. I did can't believe we didn't. So did you hear what the, how everything happened? Did you just, did you see essentially they cleared out a spot in the back? Yeah. Uh, punk like personally, uh, uh, he he was a producer for it, so yeah. he took over the producing. And man, I I want I, I want to be in the fucking shoes of the production person, the the audio person, when Triple H personally called for Punk's music. Did the did the, the audio guy like? He's like, wait, what? <laughs> Play who? Are you sure? Like, but like, and then so Cole is saying it was electric, right? And I'm thinking this is when we fade to black. I sort of like shut off at this point. We're, to- we're talking to each other on the call that we had. And then we hear the 
Yeah. And we both... Because the way that way was positioned, it was on, like, hard cam side, I would say, yeah. right? It was on the hard cam side, and it, they just dragged it out, dragged Zoom out. And and the funny thing, like, I think both of us were kind of like, hmm. I think we were both like, they're dragging and the thing's up, but it's been up for a little bit. But I, I still think we... Either of us were expecting punk. I think we're. I was expecting a Randy RKO. RKO, yeah. And uh, hearing the and then seeing his name on the Tron right there on the top, the the Tron above the ring, and then That's we went hit home. screamed. That's when it hit home. <laughs> it was CM Punk. I popped oh twice. God. I popped yeah, the music did. it, and then when Punk walked out. Bro, I'm, like, like, I'm like, what if it's Grayson? What if it's Grayson Waller? <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 I was about to say, you literally went. I don't want to get excited yet, because what if it's like Grayson Waller? Yeah, yeah. And it would have been great heel heat. And, and it also would have told us that Punk is going to be back soon. Yes. Because there's no chance in hell they would pull, a, pull that. His music is Tron everything. Just for it to be a joke and him not be close to returning, but mm. and then like he he must have, he must have borrowed uh, Brian Danielson's wardrobe from when he he came <laughs> to AEW. It was the same exact fit. It was the jeans and and a plain white shirt. That's what you call debut chic. Yeah, and God, I I still can't believe that it's yelling. It's clobbering. It's clobbering time. The whole crowd yelling it too. David. It still doesn't feel real. It won't feel real tomorrow when he does his promo on Raw. I thought it I was dreaming. Won't feel real when I when I'm go, when I'm at the Rumble and he very likely is either in the match or he has a match. It won't feel real until like Mania. That's time. very likely his first match. Back. Yeah, I, I was gonna ask because there's nine weeks you have right. Is there a chance he main events like a Raw? Probably and wrestles one time, or maybe in like a six man match. A, six a man couple match. of rows. I wouldn't be surprised if he wrestles a couple of rows. Actually, um, like but not a solo match. match. It would be like a six man tag. A six man tag. I, actually, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even be surprised if he did wrestle like a match, like yeah. a, a solo single one on one match, where it's like against. I don't know, Ivar. Yeah, or like a or like a Damian Priest. Yeah. Because Priest talks about how, you know, Punk wants to get into the world title folks picture, but he has to go through him. Yeah. You know, because he's senior money in the bank. God, I love Damian Priest. Um, but I'm, I still can't believe it's real. I've watched it, like, probably a solid 50 times at this point. Yeah. With all the, like, the reactions and at least... At least fifty times I've watched it, and it's still the body like tenses up every time I hear the music. It's like I just like like every time. Like I just don't like. It feels so surreal. It doesn't feel, and we've talked like we've talked about how comparing it to like the the most recent insane return with well, I guess the Rock kind of, but that's not really that's that's different with Bray, and Bray was was so much different because. There's a very obvious build for over over a month for it. Yep. And then when it winded down, it was very obvious. It was we just didn't know when he was gonna come out. Yeah. And I still marked out when when he returned and everything and all that. But 
it was we had talked ourselves out of it i talked myself out of it because i didn't want to want it to cloud my judgment of the whole show if he didn't come out and now that he's here it's just like seeing all these pictures the most surreal thing of all is the triple h point triple h pointing picture it's like it's the most triple h thing the point the pointing picture and it's like, the funnest thing ever because look at his face. Even he's yeah. like, I don't quite know how we got to this. Yeah. You're probably like, wondering how I, how I got myself yeah, in the situation. Yeah, about to say, <laughs> the And it was, um, we can talk about Seth coming into this as well, but we've seen the, the, the video of Randy sitting in the ring and, and um, Punk waving back at him. And so, and him, him also do it, doing the, the time, the watch thing, yeah. And you can tell Randy's very happy for Punk. You can tell Punk and Randy have always ha- have never had like any falling out. Um, and you which is always a surprise because he was, you know, the whole Triple H of Vince's guy. Yeah, the the Randy the hand yeah. the gesture thing that he does. I I feel like the way I did it was it's like that cat meme when it's just like the w- a white cat doing their hands up. <laughs> um, but. Uh, Randy seems happy, happy for him. From for him. according to Fightful, the talent was made aware of it right before the main event, which doesn't surprise me. Which which isn't surprising because a they couldn't leak it to anyone at that point, right? Because who are you going to leak it to? Triple H, he's yeah. the one who made the decision to bring him back. Yeah, you know anyone in Gorilla, they're Triple H's closest confidant. They're not going to give away the ghost, are they? Like, you know, and they don't have their phones already from with them. So they can't yeah. tell anyone at that point. So you can keep it a secret still. So I think that was actually really smart by Triple H. Do let them know, look, this is what's going to happen. React accordingly. And we can, if you want to talk about it, we can talk about it later, but it's happening. Yeah. I wanted to give you some sort of a heads up sort of thing. And I wouldn't be surprised. And now, now that we're on this topic of like Triple H letting people know. I guarantee, and obviously we have no information privy to this, but he probably talked to Roman about it. He had to have. And Fightful said in their their big post a, a couple months back about Punk's interest in WWE that he needed to make amends with Seth and with Roman. And yep. there was rumors, or there was a report earlier, early Saturday from Russell Pierce that people, someone from Punk's camp said that Punk has had contact with with uh, higher ups, and he had spoken to multiple talent. And we've had the report since that Triple H and him had a last week. They had a very big. That was a higher up to essentially. Yeah. Um, they had like a let it all out type conversation, men defenses, you know, um, you know, heart to heart, whatever you want to call it, whatever. Yeah. They, they had a two hour conversation where they where they fixed all their issues essentially and let bygones be bygones. They decided. Whatever's best for business is what is the most important thing right now. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if right after that call, Triple H, who probably told Roman Seth that he was going to make the call to Punk before that, and Cody, I think Cody would have been involved in it. But I think yeah. Cody was... I don't think it would have been an issue for Cody in the first place because him and Punk seem to just get on. So, yeah. it, like... It's that one clip of uh, him and Jericho making fun of uh, Punk for being a locker room leader, quote-unquote. Yeah, but... That, that's just that's just chatting fit, yeah. yeah. And I think 
obviously he gets on really well with Randy, like we saw it like with that. Like they don't like wave to each other like that. Yeah. Randy Orton doesn't break his character like that unless it's someone that he really, really, really gets on with. Yeah. Um, so and you know, no disrespect to Sammy, no disrespect to Kevin, no disrespect to LA Knight, Gunther. They're not big enough yet for Triple H to have that conversation with them. And I think if anyone got that, it was like Sammy or Kevin. Yeah. Those are, those are like his NXT guys. But even then, I don't think he would know, no, like that. Yeah. I do think the Seth, I also don't think knew about it. Well, no, he, he did. I think Punk mended fences. But I think Roman and Cody probably had some sort of a idea that he's probably coming back. Yeah, like he probably called Seth and Roman right after his conversation with Triple H. Yeah, they cleared the air. They mended the fences, and Seth was like, "This now means that they are open to bringing him back." Seth probably didn't know that it was going to be on Survivor Series up until when Triple H up until he was told. Yeah, yeah. And like, let, let let's talk about the Seth thing because I think we can all trust that Seth Rollins is a consummate professional. A hundred percent. He. If he actually, if he didn't know and he had that big of a, like, grudge for Punk, there's no way in hell he reacts like that. No. He just says nothing and then sorts it out backstage. He, he did that with Vince when, when all the Fiend stuff happened. Like, there was no reaction. Yeah. And then when he went backstage, he told Vince what he thought about that Hell in a Cell match. Him and Bray did, by all accounts. They both essentially ripped into Vince going, what the hell have you done with it? Yes. Matt like, Riddle. Yeah. Matt like, Riddle. With, like, <laughs> no matter how big their beef was, I don't know what... I, I don't know. I don't I don't quite care, to be honest. They're well, so, so, it, it, so what had happened is Riddle's, at the time, wife, his... Oh, the Riddle and Punk, the Riddle and Rollins stuff, I, I understand, but you explain oh, it. I was supposed to talk about Punk and Rollins. But, but explain, explain the Riddle and Rollins stuff to people that, that that might not know what we're talking about because let's not right. just assume. Yeah, really, a lot of it like, at the end of the day was a big misunderstanding, but it was Riddle's then wife was essentially body shaming Becky on right. Instagram, mm-hmm. and Riddle didn't say anything for or against it, and Seth saw that as. Uh, Riddle disrespecting her as well. Yes. And they, I think by the time they, they had their matches last year, it was already worked out. But yeah. that is a much bigger beef than anything that has that, that Punk and, and Seth have been through. Uh, reportedly, again, maybe something happened that we're, we're all in priv- or not privy to. But it, like, you can't, and also comparing Seth and Riddle, even when, even last year riddle when he was hot still and he was still had reactions mm-hmm. comparing that to a to a feud with punk it's like you're comparing like an elephant to a to an ant it's like it's there, there's like no comparison yeah like sam punk's one of the five biggest names in wrestling over the last 20 years like it, it is a wrestlemania main event worthy if roman wasn't around that was a that is a legit wrestlemania night two, night two main event worthy feud i agree i agree like completely and, agree. if it wasn't and roman cody even, yeah if it, if even if it was, if it was like roman versus i don't know 
At this Roman, point, nothing is touching uh, Roman. I, I agree with you, but I'm just saying, yeah. like, in a vacuum, if you take away, like, the thousand-plus days, which yeah. is Roman versus, like, I don't know, even LA Knight for the WWE title in a vacuum against, like, yeah. Punk Rollins in a vacuum. Punk Rollins is a bigger match. It is. It like, is a match. People being honest. And, and we are, like, the biggest LA Knight match in the world. Yes. Like, let me preface that by and if you listen to Kyle's clashing before you will know this like we love la night here it, we were there LA, when he was i, I mean we've been max there dupree before, but max yeah. dupree yeah Remember we were calling for him to be la night yeah <laughs> when, when, when triple h took over we were like please triple h your first thing has to be yeah LA make night. la night be la night and but yeah like this is huge like and first of all you don't think I love Michael Cole. You love Michael Cole. Everyone loves Michael Cole right now because yeah. Michael Cole is his current work will go down as maybe being the best commentator work of all time. Like that's mm-hmm. how good Michael Cole has been. I think rivals anything Jay has done. Like mm-hmm. really do and and that's like the highest praise I think you can give a commentator. In the yeah. rest, Michael Cole would not be able to restrain Seth Rollins if Seth Rollins wanted to go beat up CM Punk. Yes, it's it's fucking. How old is Cole? Is he almost sixty at this point? Yeah, and and he's holding him back with one arm, and then and then Cole sort of has this realization of like, oh wait, I need to make it look like I'm actually trying to hold him back. Yeah. Let me wrap two arms around him. That's literally if you look at the video. Yeah, why would, why would it not be Sami Zayn and and Jay Uso trying to hold Seth back? And Cody. And Cody, yeah. <laughs> and Randy. Like, you know, yeah. Jack's Randy. Yeah. <laughs> now, Drew McIntyre might be a different story, and it's very likely not to do with Punk. Especially because Drew left before the Punk stuff even happened. Yeah. But then again, it just might be a really well-worked thing with Drew as well. I hope I really hope so because I still think there's a world where Drew beats Seth for that title, and there's a world where Seth, uh, Seth Punk is just not for a title. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, I don't. They probably still main event, honestly, even if it's not for a title. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not I sure on that. But like, like my thing is, I just don't see Punk Rollins at WrestleMania. Not being for the title, if that's the direction they want to go now, like that's my fear. Um, and not that's no disrespect to Drew either. Like Drew's great, but like we were talking about it, it's like CM Punk for for better or for worse, whatever you think of CM Punk as a human, Uh and he like let's get the elephant out of the room. He is an egotistical guy. Yes. Um, is is his ego too big? That that's not for me to decide. Um, for a guy I, of his of his stature and a guy of his standing in the wrestling history, it's it's hard to argue that he doesn't deserve some sort of leeway on it. But there there have been obvious points where he's crossed lines, even with the AEW stuff, where I I think we both kind of turned around on how he was perceived there. But there's still yeah. obvious stuff that he that there's issues. Like I think the Hangman stuff was bad. He should not have d- did. No. The thing where he knew that Hangman wasn't going to come out, and then he calls him out to make him look weak. Like, he should not have done that. He should not I have agree. done press conference. I agree. I agree. Everything following that 
with a lot of Tony Connor, the elite, making bad choices. Yes, I completely agree. And also, like, the whole brawling situation in, in London, that oh. was just Jack Perry inciting something that didn't need to be incited. Like, if we're being honest. Like, yeah. that didn't, he did not need to say, look at that real glass Crimea River. Like, that, there was no need for that. By the way, I, I need to make a quick side note. Yeah, I, I'm I'm at a point where I think that Jack Perry is the devil, and I can't wait to see how the internet wrestling community reacts to it. It's gonna be because crazy. it will be because it should be my it should be Adam Cole or Kyle O'Reilly. There's no other answer besides those those two guys, in my, in my opinion. If if it's Jack Perry, it's gonna be like I get wanting to put one of your pillars in a big spot, but. It can't be Jack Perry. No, he will get booed, and Especially. not in a not in a ooh good heel heat. He'll be it'll be go away heat. It'll be go away heat. It'll be like prime Baron Corbin go away heat. And and and, and even that it has nothing to do with like Punk. It's just like it's a bad booking decision, and yeah. a a guy who just hasn't done great since the Christian stuff. No, he hasn't. Even like the All In stuff wasn't great. I mean, they're they're on the pre-show. That, that was a pre-show match, right? Hook, yeah. Hook, and yeah, he like he's very obviously the the lowest standing of the four pillars. Yeah, even like lower than Tammy Guevara, which uh, he he's hurt. That, that's why he's been off TV. Mm-hmm. But but yeah. Anyway, going back to that, but it, it would it would be it would be hilarious if it is Jack Perry. Um, yeah. So I, I I'm just in big. I mean, all that they got it done. To be honest with you, it seems to be a multi-year thing. As well, yeah, I've heard, which is great. Dave said multi-year. PW Insider said multi-year. Uh, I think Fightful said they haven't been able to confirm anything, but they've also heard it's multiple years. Yeah. They said it, they've, not, they've not got any confirmations, but from everything they I heard, guess it's like a three-year deal, if I had to make some sort of a guess. Three, three or five, and I think it's much more likely to be three. Yeah, because then WWE are locking themselves into a corner with Punk. Um, yeah, like if something does happen where it like there is issues, then you can very easily just, alright, bye, you know. But, listening to Triple H talk about it, it seems like they had a very frank and open conversation. It seems like they a got big thing up. too, comparing yeah. Triple H to Tony Khan, I don't think Punk ever truly got along with Tony Khan. And Triple H has gone through the trenches, not like the same way that Punk has, and even mm-hmm. different than Vince. Like I think this is like the boss he's probably had the most respect for. Yeah, because we can say whatever we want about what happened with him, and I don't think he was mad at Triple H when that whole thing when he walked out of the Rumble in 2014. I think he was more mad at Vince going, "This is what you think is like what I need." It's not Triple yeah. H. And I think he took it out on Triple H because Triple H was the one who approached him about it. Because I, what I think is, Vince was too scared to go say it to him. Because of what he, and he thought he'd respect it more from a guy like Triple H. Is what I think happened. Is my, just, you know, I've got nothing to confirm it. I don't think we'll ever have anything to confirm it. But unless Not got, unless, like, like tires and, and in like five to ten years, he has like this big tell-all interview. I, I think... The only way we see it is if Steve Austin's podcast comes back to the Rudy Network. Well, 
I, I, it doesn't even need to be a, a his podcast. Um, they have the Brooklyn School Sessions where they. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, the, the, the school sessions, like punk, like especially over this festive period, with there being no pay per view, mm-hmm. you need to bring that back for punk. Yeah, I mean they they did it with Cody when he came back. Make it two plus hours. Stephen Punk would love to talk for two plus hours. I can guarantee it on my life. Yeah. Um, and he can spill everything there about what happened. But I don't think there was like genuine animosity from Punk to Triple H. I think that all the animosity to, in the WWE was to Vince. Well, if you remember too, uh, before he left, I'm pretty sure he was supposed to have a match with Triple H at, yeah. at Mania. Yeah, that's that. That's what that's what the that was the catalyst to him leaving because he wanted to be part of the main event scene. He was like, I don't get why Batista's coming in, right, and yeah, fighting for the WWE title over guys like me and Brian, which. In hindsight, he is a million percent right on. And also, him leaving created it gave us the yes movement. You know, it gave yeah. us yes mania. It probably doesn't happen if Punk. Well, it doesn't happen the same it probably way. Probably happens, but not but in the, the, same the same way, way. with the, the Triple H opener and then the main the, the triple threat to end it. Yeah, it probably doesn't happen that way, and it's not as impactful because Triple H and Brian was a perfect match to have. Yeah, especially because the authority storyline, even if it was never meant to lead to Brian winning, but like the authority versus Daniel Bryan was, is one of the best storylines of the last fifteen years. I agree. I so like, so it it, it would have been probably that he probably would have been inserted into the the main event. Yeah, and then Triple H and. Uh, and Punk have their match, but it doesn't. Ha- it, it's not like this, like arguably the greatest WrestleMania moment ever, sort of thing. No, I agree with you. That I completely agree with you. And you know, I think Punk, like like Triple H said, and I'm, the one thing Triple H is very good at is he reveals the information that he wants to reveal in these mm-hmm. press conferences, but he doesn't. A lot of the time, doesn't reveal a lot, but. With Punk, I think he revealed quite a bit in those two minutes. If you read between the lines of what he said, yeah, he essentially said, "We had this conversation. We are in. We are on the same page." And Cody attested to it as well. Where Cody went, you know, he sort of stopped short of saying that. Yeah, I talked to him because I don't think they want that to come out. Yeah, of, of who exactly he talked to, because then that makes it like a hierarchical thing and. You know, that might get messy in the company. But he sort of stopped short of saying, yeah, I talked to him. But it was like, if he comes and he's on the same page as everyone and he just wants the best thing for WWE and to continue this momentum that we have, then amazing. And yeah. I think they've had that conversation where Punk was like, yeah, this this might be like the next golden era of wrestling. I want to be remembered in the best way possible for him. Punk posted this on his, his Instagram stories. Uh, actually, today, um, actually, yeah, yeah. maybe today, Satan. Yeah, you know, hell has frozen over. CM Punk is part of the WWE again, and it's and, and, and something. Um, before I, I we want to go into who we want to see Punk against outside of yeah. Seth, but one other little part of this, which is going to be great, which I'm willing to put a lot of money on that this happens, is AJ Lee's returning at the Rumble. Yes. And let's get AJ Lee into the Hall of Fame. Let's do that too. Beyond deserves it. Beyond she, deserves she, it. Man, she just missed 
that the woman's revolution because she would have been mm-hmm. such a perfect part of that Sasha, Becky, Bailey, Charlotte grouping because she was such a good wrestler. Yes, she was. Stuck in, stuck in, in uh, with the Kelly, with a Kelly Kelly or a, uh, a Summer Ray or whatever. Who yeah. you know? No disrespect to them. God love them. Yeah, they were just good-looking women who couldn't wrestle. That's that's essentially why they were they were hired. It was because they were good-looking. It was it was like it was going back into the early two thousands. Yeah, for wrestling, but. Man, she would have been great. Like, imagine like a Sasha feud. That would have been awesome. Amazing. It would have been amazing. And so, she. And like, I I'd be very, lot. very, very surprised if she does not return to the Rumble at this point. And I won't. And I won't be surprised if she, if she returns for one more like stretch run. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, she was like, like she was signed by Women of Wrestling. Hi, Genie Bus. Uh, I'm gonna do the whole CM Punk, Hi Colt Cabana thing. Hi, Hi, Hi Genie Bus. Um. She was wrestling for them. Yeah, she was even on a sh- uh, she was even in a show, um, heels. Yeah, she, she was was on, on the show, and she still looks good. She still looks like she's she's in great shape. So like, yeah, give her one more run. Give her like a Mickey James, like what they did a couple years back with Mickey James sort of oh, run. Sure. Yeah, or and also you can get Mickey James back as well. But still, um, yeah, I, if Angelina doesn't return, I, I'd be pretty surprised if she's like. Like I know they want to use the talent on the roster, but like mm-hmm. one spot for AJ Lee because I think she really deserves. To and, do and, that. and I think Triple H knows that as well. If you yeah. look at what Triple H has done really, really well, not just with women, with the men, he has used legends to utilize them to put over young talent. Yeah, and not just young talent, but the the main event talent that he has as well. Hey, you right. know what would be a cool feud? AJ Lee versus Rhea Ripley. That'd be Amazing. cool as hell. Yeah, we really, really. It doesn't even need a title. It doesn't. No. It, it, or that just, that can be the title match at Chamber. Yeah, I'd be down for that. I have her have Rhea distract AJ. That's how she gets eliminated. Yeah. And that leads to her facing Rhea at Perth. Like, I'd be yeah. down for that. I really, really would. Um, yeah. But and this way we we get both AJ and Punk in the Hall of Fame. Yes. Which is absolutely deserved. Like, there should be no wrestling Hall of Fame without CM Punk in it. Again, he made wrestling cool. Yeah. Like, and I, I don't think that can be overstated. Like, he made wrestling cool. He made it mainstream. Again, in 2011, when it was in the docks, he made, he made it cool. Everyone's like, well, the rest of it's really bad, but you got to watch what CM Punk's doing. Because CM Punk is that guy. And There's then, a reason why Money in the Bank 2011 is seen as the greatest, one of the greatest wrestling pay-per-views of all time. Yeah. You know? It, it completely. And I rewatched that match today, by the way. Huh? I, I rewatched Punk Cena today. Yeah. <laughs> what, what a match. Like, Cena doesn't get his flowers enough for that match. Like, Cena was yeah. unreal. Yeah, I mean, oh, obviously, Punk... Never having the punk, obviously, without punk, obviously, but of course, but like John Cena is such a he's. I think honestly, I think Cena is his best rival of all. Time. I do too. They've had I, consistently I the best matches, favorite. and you know, a shout out to Jeff Hardy and a shout out to Daniel Bryan, shout out to The Undertaker, 
the Undertaker, yeah, he, he's had good matches with them. Randy, I think, and Edge, stuff, people like that. But Cena has, I think they've only had four matches together, and all four of them are like 4.5 or better. Yeah. Sometimes you have chemistry with people, it just works. Like sometimes top guys don't have that chemistry with each other. Like yeah. they don't. But Cena and Punk, for whatever reason, it was magic whenever they were in the ring together. Whether that was on the mic or in the ring. Like yep. it was just magic. Cena posted a picture of, of Punk on his Instagram today too. Did he? He did. That makes me happy. That re- there's a part of me that, that's sad actually, but I do expect Cena to be back for the Mania run. Yeah, yeah. Um, because that was always a rumor anyway, even with without the SAG after after a strike that Cena yeah. was going to be there for Mania. Um, so I think it'll be nice to see Cena and Punk on WWE TV together again. To be honest with you, they need to make it, it happen. Just like now. one little interaction. I didn't need yeah. anything crazy. Just back, like, do what you did with The Rock. And exactly, that's all I was going to say. And shake. All you need. So let's talk about who we want to see, because Seth is the obvious one. That is the obvious feud that's going to happen. For you, I think you know what my number one is on this after Seth. I think it's pretty easy to see. Um, it's Gunther. It has to the be ring in it Yeah. It's such a... Because if... If if you if people remember when Punk returned after his suspension and his injury, mm-hmm. I think his best matches were against beefy big dudes, or like guys who enjoy that strong style, like Kojima at Forbidden Door, like Joe, Joe at All, at all In, great. really good. Um, and I think outside of that, the rest were just six man tag. Am I right on that? Did he have any other one on one matches? But Kojima. And Punk, sorry, and Kojima and Joe are two guys who are big guys who mm-hmm. chop and they and it's like strong style. Gunther is exactly that person that is the. I think he could be. He can get a five star match out of Punk, like, uh, and, and like mainly just because I don't want Punk going up against flippy guys. I don't want Punk going up against guys who might force him to like. Go out of his comfort zone. I don't. I, I don't want him to get hurt again. And no. someone like Gunter, who the worst thing like you'll get for him in terms of like an unsafe move is like not, not even unsafe, but it's, it's like a power bomb, really. And even and, then, he's very safe with his. Power and he's bomb. very safe with the power bomb. His his whole offense is strong strikes or submission moves. Yeah, in the best way possible, obviously. Because he is unreal. Right? Yes. He is again, the best wrestler in the world. He's the best wrestler in the world. I, I said it when we were watching. He is the best wrestler in the world, and no one can touch him at the moment, in my opinion. Osprey, I love you. It's Gunter. It's Gunter. I agree. I agree. Uh, um, what about for you, outside of Gunter and Seth? I'd love to see him against Roman. Uh-huh. I think it has to happen at some point. We need Because I went through the dog days of, of WWE. Yeah. And it was hard. And it was tough. And I feel like I need my um, restitution for that period of time that I, I stayed very, very, very um, loyal to that company. And I think Punk Roman is one way to do it. I think him... I, I know you said you don't want 
want to see him against one who does flippy shit. I would like one more match with Rey Mysterio. I would you like know, one that, more match with Rey. Fair. That that that's a fair one. I, I just because that. I think I think storytelling wise, they could both make a story that doesn't involve Punk having to work a flippy shit type match. Yeah. Um. You know who I would really like to see him up against, and I think the promo battles with these two guys would be off the chain. Kevin oh, KO, yeah. Yeah, I mean that 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 was that was the rumor for the main a mania match for him. Remember back when yes. he, the the interest was there for I, that was, that was gonna be the mania match for thirty nine, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's apparently what he pitched last year when he came backstage. That would be like, yeah, that that match needs to happen, and and neither guy needs to be a, fa- a heel, in my opinion. No, because and Kevin like. Without directly naming them, he can play on mm-hmm. his past with the Bucks. Precisely, it's one of the reasons why I picked it. Yeah, yeah. And and ju- just to see Kevin do one of one of these in the match would be hilarious to me. Or one of the the, the young Bucks pose that that would be great. Yeah, that needs to happen at some point. Like that to me is like a like a SummerSlam match or something. And. I, I, I skewed away from Cody because I think it will happen. Uh-huh. Between Kevin and Sammy, I'd rather see CM Punk face Kevin, even though I think he'll I end up facing both at some point. Um, yeah, I, I wonder, think... did they ever wrestle at, uh, in ROH? Well, uh-huh. my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. I, I forgot. But that, that, Sammy that... Zayn only became a wrestler when he joined NXT. Sammy Zayn, yes. He was training for a long time. He was a good friend. Did he ever wrestle his good friend El Generico? Let, I'm going to go that look at the cage match. That is a good question. Merge will we'll search it up now. Um, LA Knight and Punk would be absolute money, by the way. Mm-hmm. But I feel like people have already dream booked that. I've seen it on Twitter a lot. I really, really have. Um, when people were talking about potential like feuds if Punk came back. Um, who else? I think... Him, Randy would be great. I think the storytelling there would be unbelievable. Yeah, um, I think him versus a heel Santos Escobar could potentially be very, very interesting. It 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 very much rides on what Santos does the next six months. But um, I trust really build that. I've seen last night they were chanting "fuck you, Santos," and he was getting some crazy heat last night. So if he can keep building on that and become one of the top heels in the company. That would be that would be great. And I think like on paper, yeah, that 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 would really work. Because even though Santos is obviously a lucha guy, he works the strong style side of it very very well. The Santos, yeah, and essentially, the WWE roster is a lot more equipped to handle CM Punk's matches than the AEW roster was, which isn't a slight at AEW. Please, I don't I don't want people saying that that's a slight. So Punk has never faced. Um, El Generico. Thank you. Um, but like, I don't want people to take it as a slight merge when I say that. I just think right. for Punk's style, I think the WWE is a better fit for him with the, with the talent that they have at the top of the card. Like That's just my belief. Um, again, nothing against the guys that he faced because them, him and MJF were awesome. That's like one of the ones that works really well together. 
him and Joe were great, but then him and Joe were always great. Like him and Kingston was really good. Yeah, it, it was like a one week build. Him and Kingston was great. But then again, same type of body at build as Samoa Joe. I don't think he's as good Kingston in the ring as, as Joe is because Joe is like a yeah. He, he, yeah, he's one of the greatest in ring wrestlers we've probably ever seen. And I, I honestly, I'm just excited for the possible like. We'll talk about a lot of our good buddy, good buddy Clayton from the Lakers, from the Under the Bus Laker podcast that we do as well. Off air, we were talking about like, look, we love wrestling because we love the stories, we love the possibilities that of what could happen. Yeah. And Punk being back essentially opens up every single avenue you can think of. And as wrestling fans, I don't see how anyone can be mad at that. I really, really can't. It, it's just cool. You know what I mean? Like. It, it wrestling is just cool. Like it, it just makes it so. Like I don't know. It. I've seen a lot of people who I think I've watched a lot of reaction. I watched a lot, a lot, a lot of reactions, uh, from from last night. And there was one. I don't. I'm not sure if people are aware. Like, if people have watched either in the clutch or slash Ross, uh, I, uh kicking it with Ross, um. He's a wrestling creator, uh, other channel that's like reaction type content. But he his review of it was like I've, I have not marked out like that in a long time. I don't think I've ever marked out like that. <laughs> I mean, that was the most I've ever marked out in my short year and a half wrestling fandom career, you know? Like I marked out for Bray, but like that wasn't. Uh, it, it, it wasn't it wasn't close it was like the most i've ever marked out and, I, and i've like never watched a cm punk in wwe live like i've obviously watched a ton of his matches before i watched some of the stuff in aw but a lot again a lot of that felt kind of like it didn't feel right you know what i mean mm-hmm. like, it didn't feel like he was ever like extremely comfortable there like he was only ever comfortable in that MJF feud, like we said. That MJF feud was MJF and Samoa Joe. Those are the only two where he felt comfortable. Yeah, and that's just because Max can do whatever style you want him to. I, I've kind of dumped on his his recent baby stuff, but he can do whatever you want. There's a reason why MJF yeah. is arguably the greatest wrestler in the world right now. Yeah, but uh, like, and and then like that 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 week long Kingston feud, like we said. But outside of that. His promo with Page with Hank with Hangman never really clicked for me. His match with Darby was fine, but like, eh. Uh, I'm trying to think. Like, a lot of his stuff was was just MJF, wasn't it? I'm just like, yeah. He 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 was like been with MJF for a good six months to a year. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of all the pay per view matches Punk had, but he had one with MJF. He had him and Mox. But like the mock stuff was like when he was getting injured and all, all the brawl out stuff happened. Yeah. But there's a, like there isn't like a a personal side that that like Seth has like. But I think he can get a lot of like he can get that punk he got in uh, the MJF feud. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait for the fucking promos because serious Seth promos are so good. And I have a feeling he's in a especially drop. with his character. Yeah, once he goes serious with with this character that he has right now, I don't think there's anything better in wrestling when it comes to promos. 
when he drops that, and I think he might drop it at least for this feud, yeah. the Joker kind of persona he has. And like you know that he's gonna bring up the you got fired thing. And I'm sure he yeah. I'm sure Punk is cool with that, it being cleared, you know. Yeah, because at the end of the day, like the biggest thing that him and Jack Perry the biggest reason why they, they had this whole thing where Punk got fired and got to WWE is the fact that Punk was trying to help Perry do yeah. a special business. Mm-hmm. Where he's trying to preserve Perry's body for as long as he possibly can. Yeah. And if we watch CM Punk's promos, like over the years, nothing's been out of bounds. Ever. Again, Even- the, on- the only thing was that, that one uh, with the, when he randomly called out Hangman. That was the only one where I'm like, okay, yeah, dude, why are you doing that? Yeah. I agree. But then, I think that all that goes back to the structure of AEW, though. Yeah. Like, he's going to be given a life mic like that. Triple H would not have allowed that. Like, the promo tomorrow, like, it's going to be live ish, you know, the mic. Mm-hmm. But uh, Triple H will be like, all right, these are the points that I, that I want you to hit. You go out there and get to them how you, you see fit. But these are the points that you need to hit. And we're going to start. Your and then Seth is gonna come out or whatever. I really hope the judgment day don't interrupt him. That's like the biggest thing I'm worried about. The Randy thing I get. I hope it's Seth. It needs to be Seth that interrupts uh, Punk. I agree. It needs to be, especially because he had nothing to do with the judgment day. There, I know, like, but like that's, that's just the baby faces. Like baby faces yeah. on log get the judgment day. <laughs> get judgment. But day like, day. just my thing is like I think they'll be too preoccupied with Randy because Randy costs Priest the world heavyweight title. Yes. And there's still stuff with Drew, and he was part of the War Games match, obviously. Yeah. So I'm so excited, man. I mean, I mean, and like, we need to not, like, we are, I don't think we are underselling, but like, Randy Orton is back, guys. And that's huge. That is massive. That alone, I was, I was beyond happy with. Honestly, uh, can I be honest with you, Merge? Uh-huh. You know when, you know when the punk stuff did hit? I forgot about Punk. I really did for like five minutes. And, uh, when the Randy stuff hit. Yeah, when well, like when, when the punk music hit, that's what I'm saying. When the punk music hit, uh-huh. like up until that point, I had not thought about Punk the entire match. Yes, me too. And that's what I'm trying to say. Like outside of us, like oh, they're chanting CM Punk and they're and yeah. they're and, they're, and, and they're we found music. it annoying. That's yeah. what that's what we commented on. Yeah, well, because it's a good match. We know it's going to be Randy. His wife's there. She's in attendance. It's obviously yeah. going to be Randy. I wish they just stopped. But it wasn't, you know, I was thinking that Punk would be back and I was like openly pining for him. No, we were talking about how great the match was, how invested they got, how the beats felt perfect for what it was. Um, yeah, no, like, and that's the biggest comfort I can give Triple H. He made everything feel really important in that main event. And yeah. then he gave us CM Punk. Like, literally, A++++++ for the ending. Yeah, man. It, it's just surreal. I'm probably going to watch watch the reactions for a million more times. Same. Today, tomorrow. It's going to be... like I'm, I'm just saying right now, it's going to be our moment of the year whenever we, we do that, do our end of the year stuff. Next, what else? Next yeah. Like, like, it's the Rock. It's like, the only one that earns something content, like, somewhat contention is The Rock returning. And for a much, like... Like in terms of just impact, whether it be ne- negative or positive, Bray's passing. Yeah. 
those are the only other thing that I think rival it in terms of impact. But well, then even even then, the brace of quarters by by surprise and it was horrible. Rock, however, there was rumblings that it was going to happen. He was in Denver. Pat McAfee was, you know, in Denver as well. Yeah. Oh no, they're they're they're, they're in they're in Boulder. They they were that's about an hour and a half away from. Yeah. From, so they were in Boulder, Colorado yeah. for the Colorado football men's football team. Yeah. And um, they decided to essentially make an appearance, and Triple H went, "Yeah, no problem." Yeah, like because he loves both of those guys. So, but this is different. This is CM Punk being back full time in WWE, and we know for a fact he's going to be around. And yeah, I think, and no one had a clue, and that's why I think it. That's why it surpasses anything else. That's just me, and yeah. I'd much rather focus on the positive than the absolute devastating negative that is Bray Wyatt passing away. Yeah. Yeah, no, Even I, you, I, I completely, I completely understand what you mean. I'm just saying, like in terms of the impact, it's, oh yeah, it's probably number two behind the punk stuff in terms of impact. Yeah, and and you know how much I like. I'm literally like maybe one of Bray Wyatt's like three biggest fans in the world. Yeah, like so it's it's not even me like disparaging Bray in any shape or magic. If you have listened to Styles Clashing, yes. you know how much I love. Bray Wyatt, like as simple as that. Like I, I, I don't need to add anything else onto my Bray Wyatt fandom than that. A hundred percent. Um, but yeah, I'm so happy Punk's back. The main event ruled a plus plus plus. Like Triple H, you know when people like criticize Triple H, mm-hmm. this is why I give him carte blanche. Sometimes mm-hmm. does he make bad decisions? Yes, of course he does. Like no one's perfect. Like. Even the best films in the world, right? Like the, the parties of the world, the Shawshank Redemption, the Oppenheimers, right? Yeah. Like the films that are legitimately like the best of all time. The Godfather, you know, I can go on and on and on. Um, yeah. There's still bad parts in those films. There's parts that you yeah. change. But for the, you forget those parts because the rest of it's so great. And that's my belief on Triple H. That's how I see Triple H's WWE. Are there parts that I would change? Absolutely. However, do I think that Triple H has got WWE in a position that they'd never be in if it wasn't for Triple H? Yes. That's my two cents. Yep. So, let's move on. Let's talk about the wrestling card while we're here. Because I, I do want to give a special shout out to everyone on the card because I thought, even about the punk stuff, and we, we both talked about this and even touch on it a little bit more. I thought it was still a very good contender to being the best WWE pay-per-view of the year. Mm-hmm. Like, really, even, even, even if you take out the punk stuff, which is why I feel like the punk stuff made everyone go even crazier because yeah. of how good the rest of the show was. Yeah, it, it wasn't like they were building around this return. Like, it, it wasn't like the... Like, again, it kind of felt like Extreme Rules 2022 was built... And there was the good matches on there. Like, like we said, there was the that... The uh, Brawling Brutes Imperium match, there was the Balor Edge match. Like, there's good matches on the show, but it felt like it was building, like, it, like, it was the reason why Riddle Seth closed, I think, because it didn't, they didn't want to take away from any other match. And they knew that it would take away from the match that was in the main event because people were legit chanting for We Want Bray during the middle of the match for like most of the match. Like, people just seemed out of it. It, it it didn't feel like the show was built around the punk return. 
because the main event was very good. It was one of the better men's war games matches we've had. And there's the women's war games match that was very good. There was, I thought Ms. Gunther was good. You know, like, uh, I think the Zoe Rhea match they would, and the Dragon Santos match, they would have needed to do. I would have wanted a little more time for both matches, but I get it. Um, But yeah, I, I still think it, it probably should. It's at least my second favorite show of the year if we're splitting up Mania, Night 1 and 2. I think Night 1 and Mania was perfect. Um, and Night 2 has Gunther, Sheamus, Drew. Um, but it's certainly up there, for sure, with like Money in the Bank. I think those are the three perus of the year. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Chamber was very good, too. Chamber was very good, too. Yeah, because of Sammy Roman. Sammy Roman was unreal. Right. And the, that U.S. title Chamber match was very good. Yes. I agree, 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 completely agree. I'm just saying, like, Sammy Rowland, man, what a, oh, yeah, yeah. What a high that match was. Yeah. Like, that cemented Sammy Zayn as a main event guy in WWE. Even though he didn't yep. win, he became the, he became a main event guy. Yep, and yep. You, you did not need anything more from that. Nope, nope. Um, and we didn't really talk about Jey Uso loads, but I do want to give a special shout-out to Jay and the crowd for shouting yeet every time Jay hit a it's move. So good, hit a yeah. punt. If great. and and yeah, got eradicated the what chant, I would be a happy man. Same, and not because we. Again, this is a stone cold Steve Austin love area. Yeah. Um, the what chants are the stupidest chants in the history of wrestling. Um, if stone cold Steve Austin is not in the ring, why are you chanting what? That's literally like you. You wouldn't chant yeah if LA Knight wasn't in the ring. Precisely. Like you, you would be chanting "Yeet" if if Jey Uso wasn't in the ring. So why is what like especially because it, it derails promos? It makes it like makes certain promos feel lesser than you know. Yeah, definitely. And and not everyone right. can maneuver the way around um, what chants either. Yeah, some people can. You you've you've heard it in promos, but not a lot of people can. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah, Jay, Jay yeah. It, it was great seeing seeing all the Yeet chant. I I really like the storytelling with Jay and Randy. Like, like we said, I think that's a build. Um, honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if we see like a Jay and Randy tag match versus the Judgment Day or something. I wouldn't be shocked if we see that. And yeah, then uh, and then maybe Randy turns on Jay. I don't know if they do that. I don't know because he he was baby facing it up yesterday, man. He was the an ultimate baby face, but. But that's, and it, people want to love Randy, like, man. Yeah, that's that, that's the only reason I'm a little worried about turning him heel. If if he turns heel, I think it has to be against Jay or Cody. Obviously, it, it needs to be a few months. Like you need to let people get loving Randy out their system first. I think it should be the night after WrestleMania, and he yeah. heals Cody. I think that's absolutely fair. Like I really, really do. I really, um, really do. But let's uh, let's talk about the women's Williams match too, because I thought yeah. Let's, it was let's talk about it probably the best women's, it. women's war games match. I think that was probably the best one they've ever done. Yeah. I agree, and, and mainly for the story, the Bailey story beats it, in my opinion. Because I think that's it. It was very similar to it was like it was similar to what they were doing with Sammy in the war games match, except kind of the flip, obviously, because Sam they won that match, obviously, and uh, Damage Control lost. And initially, I was very, I was pretty upset that Damage Control lost, 
because I just I wanted the group to stay together longer, and I and I think they needed a win. But looking back on it and seeing the amount of times Bailey saved them or broke up pins or ate a bullet for one one of them is it's showing me that it's going to be on SmackDown. They're going to blame her, but she hasn't. He she is going to push back essentially. And I don't, I don't think they turn on her on SmackDown, but I think I think they're going to like that's when the you'll start seeing the seed kind of grow. Uh, it's been planted for a while, but it uh, it's, it's gonna start to grow with her being more defiant to them blaming her, which is uh, gonna ultimately lead to the baby face the Bailey face turn that we've been wanting yeah. for a while. I agree, and and the the action itself was also very good. I I thought Kyrie and Io were were a highlight of it. There, yeah, agree. Just like jovialness to be in the War Games match. Kyrie doing like whacking people in the fucking head with a trash can was so funny mm-hmm. to me. Um, of course, Io doing the the crossbody with a trash can on from the top of the cage was great. I thought yeah. the Charlotte and Becky thing didn't really. I was like, that was okay. the weakest part of the match. In my opinion. Yeah, yeah, like they didn't build up enough. Like obviously they're on different brands, and I know there's, there's obvious history, but like, been two years since yeah. the the swap situation, and they should have like built it up a little more, and then and then I them agree. forgiving each other. And I, I know in real life that they're, you know, they used to be friends, and I'm sure there's some they wanted to like rekindle their after friendship but it just felt like it came at the expense of damage control it made them sort of look bad and i still mm-hmm. think they should be making at least not the 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 joshi girls making them look bad i get making bailey look bad for storyline purposes but Kyrie, mm-hmm. eo and oscar they shouldn't be they, they shouldn't be looking bad they should be looking strong so you agree overall though i really enjoyed the bailey storytelling i agree Completely. I think it was great. I think it served the purpose. It's getting Bailey to feel sympathetic. Mm-hmm. It, like you said, it is along the Sammy lines of what happened. But obviously, flip reversal because Sammy did what he needed to do to win. Bailey did what she needed to do to make sure other members of Damage Control didn't lose, yeah. even if that meant that she lost. Mm-hmm. And that's where the crowd can relate to that. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing. Bailey's really easy to relate to if you give the crowd reasons to relate to her. Yes. And last night was the start of it. And I think that's the most important part taken out of War Games. Yeah, I, I think of, of either War Games match. I think that is yeah. the biggest the, the biggest development of the night that isn't CM Punk. Because <laughs> I was about to say, Punk, even though you know he debuted right after the War Games, the, the men's War Games match, or return, I should say, not debut. Um, but I think... They've basically taken what they did with Sammy and the Bloodline and they're going, how can we alter that and make it just as relevant for damage control? And they've done it. They've started it. And knowing what what they did with the Bloodline, I implicitly trust Triple H and the creative team in getting this 100% right the next few months. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I think... Because now, now I see an avenue for Bailey within the Royal Rumble. 
winning the Royal Rumble or winning the Chamber. Yes, right. I think I think we're going to get one of Becky or Bailey win the Rumble and the Chamber. So I, either Bailey or Becky's going to win the Rumble, and then the other one's going to win the Chamber. I feel like that that that's the thing that makes the most sense to me, storyline wise, for both the World Title, the Women's World Title, and the Women's WWE Title. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I, I agree with that. And is there anything else you want to touch on? Um, no, just very, very quickly on Dragon Santos. Uh, it served the purpose it was going for. Uh, it should have went longer, in my opinion. I know both of them can have much better matches, but I they booked they booked Dragon Lee strong. He didn't yeah. look weak in defeat. Uh, just kind of wish it was longer, and I'm really enjoying Hill Santos. Um, Gunther Miz was probably the, the third best match of the night. Um, mm-hmm. Buying the War Games matches. Uh, that near fall was really good. Uh, the uh, lo- double low blow into a school question finale was really good. Um, but Gunther's just the best, and he's now one with. I would love to go back and watch all his uh, singles matches since going on main roster and see how many different finishers he's used mm-hmm. because he's one with a lariat, he's one with a splash, he's one with a power bomb, he's one with that last symphony move that he does. He's one with a a, a choke. Um, he's choked someone out from a, a sleeper hold. A Boston line uh, tamer now, and I feel like I'm missing one more. But that's at least six that he's one with on main roster. He's only been on main roster for less than two years. It's wild. If, isn't it? if if you look at like every Seth match, when's the last time Seth hasn't won with with a stomp? I can't remember. When is the last time? That Cody hasn't won with the crossroads, even no, though he like, should, because the, the Cody call is a great move. It is. When's the last time Randy hasn't won with an RKO? You know, I mean, finally Gun- won with a blue thunder bomb a few weeks back. He he, he finally did win with, again. The Haluva end of the blue thunder bomb should just be his finisher. Period. That's yeah, be, I agree. And Haluva's great. I I, I like the Haluva, but like man, that blue thunder bomb looks so good. You're in that pinning position immediately. It's just so great. Um, yeah. But I'm fine with it staying with the Haluva because the Haluva does look like it actually hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, it just looks cooler with the, the Blue Thunder Bomb. But Gunther is just like, I, I can't wait for him to be a world champ, man. I just can't wait for it. It's it's going to be such an incredible run. Mm-hmm. And I need him versus Dragunov at some point as well. Just, yeah, just give it to me trips. Give it to me trips. Honestly, Gunther Dragon, it, it doesn't need to be for the title. Just, yeah. it, just have it be a so this a, a singles match. Call up Ilya after Mania. Mm-hmm. Build build up that match for about four months, however you need to. Re- retell the, their story from NXT UK, and just get that get that match in Berlin. Uh, it would it, that could legit main event that show. I agree. And and even, and, that, and that, title, it won't. It never would. Would, but it could be. Especially now with Punk being back. Yeah, and, and Punk, Cody probably. Well, assuming that Roman. I mean, even if Roman does lose and takes time off, he can be back by SummerSlam time. Yeah. Even though I would personally think, I personally think when he loses, he should take like nine months off. So say he he loses that Mania, he should come back at the Rumble. Which, which I, I think should be what happens, but I agree. But even taking him out of the cage, you have Cody, you have Punk now, you'll have Randy is is back now. You have Jay, you have Sammy, you have uh, La Knight, you have uh, Rhea, you have Becky, you have 
you have Bianca, you have EO, you have Bailey, you have all these other people mm-hmm. who I think would main event over it. But you could like it wouldn't look out of place if Gunther no. Ilya main event and, and gave you like 30 minutes. I think that's the biggest compliment you can give both Ilya yeah. and Gunther. Yeah, like Gunther, like he's obviously much further along in terms of overness with main roster fans, but Ilya is one of those guys who I I have so much confidence in. If if given the ability to, he can he can get fans to buy in just from his wrestling. I agree because he is one of the best sellers in the world and one of the best wrestlers. Period in the world. I agree. Yeah, I completely uh, agree. I can't wait for him to be up on that. But even like even other guys in exit, Braun and, and Mello, I'd be I'd be shocked if they're if both one if not both of them was up by then. And yeah. Tiffany Stratton and Roxanne Perez. There's just so much to look, to look forward to coming up on it. But uh outside of that, and then Zoe Rhea didn't really touch on too much, but it was a standard Rhea match. Um wish it would went a little longer. Zoe is a future world champ. Yeah, um, I don't know when exactly, but she'll have that title at some point. She just needs to find a character because she's a great in-ring performer. Yeah, some of the stuff. Her and Rhea have good chemistry as well. Yeah. So I don't know who Rhea Nett's opponent will be. I don't think we're going to... Her and Becky won't touch until Mania, in my opinion. No. Um, and so they don't need I, to. So I, maybe you have like a Nia. Uh, her, her, it's Nia at the Rumble, or that's like a... A raw main event, you can do that as well. Um, yep. I will say, as much hate as I or as much like dislike I had of Naya coming back, they've done a fine enough job with her where she just feels like a monster. And I think, it, hopefully, the idea is to have like Jade be the one who who's able to pick her up and hit her, hit her with like a power bomb or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I also at this point, I don't think we see Jade until the Rumble. Um, I think no. she de- she debuts at the Rumble. Hunter pretty much said that they're trying to retrain her, essentially. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that sounds bad, and I don't know what Danielson was doing over there. Danielson and QT Marshall, I'm, I'm assuming, were, were her, her main trainers. But um, which it, it's smart, smart to do it this way with uh, I think, with Jade. I think with Jade, it's it's not even a dig at Danielson or QT Marshall. She was just asked to do a lot that was out of her comfort zone, and I think she slipped into bad habits in AEW. Yeah, I remember like she randomly. I remember her randomly doing Canadian Destroyer. Yeah. Uh, uh, AEW, <laughs> which I mean, I mean, it's cool, but like, uh, it's that lack of structure again. That lack of structure in AEW that we always come back to. Like she didn't need to be doing Canadian Destroyer. She no. just needs to be a powerhouse. Uh, but but yeah, we'll see with Rhea. Um. But uh, there's not a lot you can do up until Mania. No. Um, I, my guess is if it if it isn't like a number one contenders match in the chamber in Australia, uh, it'll be like her versus like Naya, Zoe, uh, all these uh, other people. Or if AJ Lee does come back, you can just do that AJ Lee thing that we said, which would be cool. But or I mean, we, we it would never happen now because Edge is an AEW. But we never got that Beth Phoenix match, which kind of sucks. No. I, I really wanted that to be like her first match, her first feud or whatever. Yeah, but but outside of that, I mean, it was a very short show. Um, I don't know the last time a show went like super long. Three hours. WWE was less than three hours, even with the Punk return, even with two War Games matches. So it's like 
at the very least, if the show is bad, it's it's never going to be a four hour slog fest bad. Yeah. It's never going to be that anymore. Which is I, one of now, the many reasons Vince being gone is just so good. <laughs> and now, and now a bad show for Triple H is an average yeah. show. Yeah, which isn't a bad thing. Like you know, some not every pay per view can be a banger. That's what you do yeah. eleven of them a year. Not every episode of NXT was good. Like a lot, a lot of times people said, like from what I understand, for the most part, it they just all just felt like build up to the takeover, the takeovers, um, with like good matches here, like good episodes here and there, but a lot of them kind of felt like filler until you're getting to takeover, which takeovers were always the best shows of the year. So I'm fine with that. And like weekly, the weekly show has been really good recently, like very good recently for all three brands. Essentially, since September, it's been all cylinders for WWE. Yeah, yeah, and it was like very rare for like one of them to like two of them to be very good on the same week. But we've had like really good episodes of all three brands mm-hmm. uh, weekly. Yeah, so we it's it's just been very it's a very exciting time just to be a wrestling fan in general. And I thought like we we say that a lot, but like, huh? It's the truth. Like, CM Punk is is isn't WWE again. Like it's pigs have pigs have flown, you know. Hell's frozen over. Satan has been tempted. It's it's just wild, man. It's it's gonna be, it's gonna take so long to wrap my head around it. I agree. I completely agree, man. I'm so but happy about it. It's 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 just so nuts. But I I'm I can't wait for tomorrow. I cannot wait for tomorrow. It, it it feels like a raw for WrestleMania, and not not only just for like the two obvious big ones and Randy and, and Punk, but like Ivar versus Bronson Reed tomorrow. Hello, that's gonna be awesome. What's um, Cody's next step? What's what's Cody's Rand- next step? What, what, what Sammy's next step? Sammy, yeah. Jay, Seth. If Drew turns up, which I don't think he does, but what's Drew's next step? What's, what's his next step? Day? Rhea, Becky. A lot of questions, but the, a lot there's of a tag team uh, a tag team tur- turmoil match that it's to have the, the yep. Creeds and Alpha Academy and DIY and Imperium and end this year and the New Day. Like that's gonna be great if given yep. the correct amount of time. I so agree. like it, it, and I think like I think Chelsea and T, uh, Chelsea and Piper and Niven are against the Tegan and Natty, which cool I guess. Um, uh, just give the the champ champs another win on that. Yep, and then give Caden and Katana or Maxine Dupree and uh, Ivy Nile the belts. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, there's so much going on in Raw. There's so much going on on SmackDown, even with no Roman or Logan Paul around. There seems to be a lot going on on SmackDown yeah. as well with LWO stuff and and now the Damage Control stuff. And um, are we getting Pete Dunn back, which is looking like a possibility, a, a very likely possibility. It's just, yeah. It's just, yeah. I'm excited. It's a good time. It's a good time to be a wrestling fan. It really, really is. And I think that that about wraps us up for today's episode. Thank you so much as always, Merch. It's always a pleasure to chat to yep. you. Um, I mean, we talk all the time about wrestling just in general. But, like, yeah. always a pleasure to talk to you about these things on podcast form. And, my God, have we got a excellent next few months ahead of us. With the road to WrestleMania has begun. 
So it has, and it has, and it truly has the M Punk on that road to WrestleMania. I can't believe I'm saying that. <laughs> I really can't. Man, what a world! What a time! <laughs> Thank you so much for everyone for listening. Make sure to like, rate, review, share this podcast with with your loved ones, with people who who are, you know, just as big marks as we are. Um, you know, as always, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to look after yourselves. Happy CM Punk Day to all those who are celebrating, <laughs> me included. Um, and take care, guys. Peace.